Everyone wants to fix the offense, but don't think for a moment that as much as the returns of Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, and others is a welcome thing, that they're going to do it just by appearing. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, a bunch of offensive guys spoke after practice yesterday about the importance of doing things better. Now, that can mean the obvious execution, but they also talked openly, candidly, about doing things better from a schematic standpoint, about looking at plays that they've run that have worked, looking at plays that they've run that haven't worked, looking at things within plays that could be adjusted this way or that way. Pickett said that he and Matt Canada at one point over the bye week, went through every single pass play the Steelers have run this year. Every single one of them. Najee and Mason Cole said that they hung around a little bit during the bye week to do their own intensive film study with offensive coaches to find out what's working, what isn't. That's great. That's all beautiful. Guess what else it is? Necessary. Remember, around this time a year ago, coming out of the bye week, and it was a lot of the same players, but mostly Najee, talking about how things really needed to change, including the X's and O's. His focus at the time was on the running game, and the Steelers coincidentally or not, and I believe that it was not a coincidence, emerged from that by one of the better running teams in the National Football League, averaging 146.4 yards per game while finishing up 7-2. and two. I don't care who they were facing. I don't care whether or not the other team had its starting quarterback. I hear that one a lot as it relates to how the Steelers were able to pull off that 7-2 and two run, they still had to run. The Steelers did for 146.4 yards per game over a nine-game span. They were one of the league's best running attacks over those nine games. I'm going to say this one more time. I don't care who they were facing, okay? Because they did it to everybody. So you can look at this current situation as either some intended sequel on the part of the players. You can have fun with it and look at it as some sort of a joyful mutiny, you know, uh, an uprising against the offensive coordinator while everyone's wearing a smile on their faces and saying, hey, Matt, we're just here to help you. Don't mind us. We'll just sit in the back and do our own thing and we'll let you know how it goes. I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, again, as it relates to how things play out, I don't care. That's for them to figure out. I appreciate and respect the fact that they're putting in this, in this case, literal extra effort. Because anything that you're doing from a football standpoint on a bye week 
when you're allowed to just run off to Tahiti or whatever, that's that's commendable. No one has to work when they don't have to work. Now, am I going to get all optimistic about it? Am I going to get all flowery and say, well, this is it. This is what they've been waiting for. And now everybody's healthy. There's not a set of parentheses on that roster right now, at least not among the guys who aren't on IR. And they would appear to be poised for a pretty nice event Sunday in Los Angeles offensively. And I would love nothing more than to share with you some optimism of my own on that front. I do think they'll be better. I do think they'll be a better offense in general post-buy. But 146.4 yards rushing per game. If they're going to be that good on the ground, then they're going to need to do something that they haven't done at all this year, and that's assert themselves on the offensive line. They're going to need that version of Mason Colback. They're going to need James Daniels healthy. They're going to need Chooksakorafor to overcome all these inconsistencies he's had up to this point this season. They're going to need Isaac Selmalo to be everything that he was sold as being when he came over from Philadelphia. And they're going to need, I'm going to say it, Broderick Jones at left tackle, not Dan Moore. I know, I know, Moore was the guy who was there last year. Moore is not a great run blocker. Whereas if you put Broderick over there and you put Darnell Washington over there, you're going to have a left side that can just flat out trample people that's used to doing it as a tandem from college. How this has not yet become an issue among the nation, I don't know, but it hasn't, at least not my ability to gauge these things. If that's the only thing that you did, if that's the only significant switch that you made heading into this game against the Rams, I'd feel so much better about the offense because you'd be putting something on the field that the other team can't stop. I'm going to repeat that for emphasis. Can't stop. Remember Jerome Bettis when he needed a yard? Couldn't stop him. Remember Cordell Stewart? Really getting back there now in time. But once he got down to the goal line and he would just jump over everybody, he couldn't stop it. They even jokingly referred to it as the unstoppable play. You put those two dudes on the left side of your line and say, you know what? We'll throw when we throw, but for right now, we're going to trample you. Everyone else can overcome their slumps and do whatever else is needed in the interim. And you can work out your passing quirks and your other issues and get Deontay back in the swing of things and show Pat Fryermuth you'll actually throw to him over the middle of the field, take some shots with George and Calvin Austin, but you will run through these two monsters on your left side. That would have me stoked for Los Angeles. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. 
J1Q comes from Trent, who says, I'm starting to wonder, DK, if Mike Tomlin values versatility so much that he'll often play guys out of position as a priority. Look how many guys have left and found success. Part of that has to be because they're moving back to their natural positions. Kendrick Green at left guard. Kevin Dotson at right guard. You know, Trent, I'm not buying this. I'm sorry. Uh, I believe in Dotson and his future in the league so long as he can eventually solidify his pass protection and be consistent with making the right reads and feeding off of his teammates to his left and right. I have no such feel, none whatsoever for Green. Green became, and man, we were joking about that on this program for weeks, almost this mascot-like character through training camp that people just couldn't stop talking about him. The fullback nonsense came into play, and then it was like, whoa, we've got William the Refrigerator Perry in the backfield or something. And I was, I think, one of the very few people telling everybody, no, this is not a thing. They're not going to do this. And this guy's not going to be part of this football team. And he wasn't. He went somewhere else, played well for a couple weeks, got hurt. Also, and by the way, we saw plenty of green at left guard, and it wasn't attractive. It was not something that would make you long to see more of it or wonder if you'd only put him at his natural position. Dotson, I'll say it again, but in particular, since we're going to see him Sunday in Los Angeles, he's got a chance. I'd like to think as, man, do I like this guy that he's got the chance to be a robust starter in the NFL at his position, in large part because of his run blocking. If there's one run blocker who was taken out of the mix over the offseason, who was part of the 146.4 that I keep referencing, it was Dotson. Dotson, you might have noticed from reading coverage about the Steelers, hopefully you're doing that on our site at DK Pittsburgh Sports, is more than a little bit outspoken on everything. Just a really blunt, transparent guy. And one of the things that he told me when we first got to camp, as it related to Isaac Salomalo, because he never spoke anything negative at all about Isaac Salomalo. This is a, a guy that's really admired around the league. But what he did say was, what I don't understand is they said that they wanted us to run the football again like we did in the last nine games. So then what do they do? They replace me. Which would make sense if they had told Dotson that he was part of the reason they weren't as good at running as they wanted to be or something to that effect. But instead... They told him that their major issue with him was the penalties, and he acknowledged that. He did take too many penalties. Nobody can dispute that. But if you wanted to run the ball, if that was your number one thing, no, no, no. If that's the thing that's coming from your owner, and then you go and replace one of your better run blockers, it's kind of, yeah, 
I could see where he would have been disillusioned than he was. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow, and then it's all the way out west again. <laughs>